0: Thoughts that make Meade's stomach churn. He rings the front doorbell, and a moment later the porch light comes on, throwing him into the spotlight. Mead's tempted to lift his suitcase and smash the bulb, to remain in the dark, to slip into the house through the back door and down the hall to his bedroom unnoticed. But there is the small matter of the taxi driver. If there is any saving grace in any of this, it is that his father is the one who opens the door. His face is a mask of neutrality. This is a man accustomed to dealing with tragedy on a day-to-day basis. A man who knows that, in his line of business, there is no room for getting emotionally involved. A man inured to shock. Teddy, he says. What are you doing here? I owe the cab driver $100. His father looks past him to the curb. I haven't broken any laws or done anything wrong. Beyond that, I have nothing to tell. I just want to be left alone to deal with this in my own way, all right? His father doesn't answer, just looks at the waiting cab as if it might contain some explanation as to this sudden change in events. The phone rings, waking me up. A ringing phone can mean only one of two things. Either someone has died, or it is the dean. Meade hopes that it is the former that someone has died he sits up in bed and glances at his watch but there isn't enough light in the room to see so he steps over to the window and cracks open the blinds to let in a sliver of morning sun it's 8:40 3 hours and 20 minutes to showtime only the star of the show is nowhere to be found vanished from his dorm room and from the face of the campus for the second time in 3 months he releases the blinds, and the slats snap closed like an eyelid. Mead crawls back into bed. Footsteps come down the hall. Click, clack, click, clack. The sound of bad news. They stop outside his bedroom door. More bad news. And Mead braces himself for what he knows is about to come. The door opens and his mother sticks her head inside. A perfectly quaffed head, with powdered cheeks and glossy lips. It is easy to picture her lying in a casket. She will look just as she does now, only with her eyes closed and her mouth stitched shut. He would give anything to have her mouth stitched shut right now. It's Dean Falconia, she says. He wants to speak with you. Tell him I'm not here. I will do no such thing. He knows you're here. For God's sake, the least you could do is have the decency to speak with him, to offer up an explanation. Mead rolls over so that his back is to his mother. He does not want to talk to the dean, or to anyone else for that matter, because he does not know what to say, where he would start, how to explain the stupid things he has done. Once he opens his mouth, he will have lost the only advantage he has, and he cannot afford to let Herman get the upper hand. Not this time. Whatever it is that has happened, his mother says, it can't be worth throwing away a college degree, worth ruining your life. Her voice falters. But whether she is choking up with tears or anger, it is hard to say. Probably a little of both. And Meade cannot blame her. He would probably feel the same way if he were in her shoes. But he isn't. She leaves the door open her heels click-clacking back down the hall. Give me a couple of days to get to the bottom of this, Mead hears his mother say to the dean before clamping the bed pillow over his ears. The six-legged creature is crouching behind Mead. He cannot see it, but he can hear it breathing in and out, in and out, waiting for just the right moment to pounce. It has been shadowing Meade since seventh grade, ever since he brought home that C on his report card. The creature is insatiable, always hungering for more, more, more. Meade thought it would stay behind when he boarded the train north to Chicago for his freshman year of college. He saw neither hide nor hair of it for several weeks. Then one evening in the library, a week before final exams, it reappeared breathing down the back of his neck. Mead was so shocked that he scooped up his books and ran all the way back to the door.